You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome back to The Strong Room. For over two decades, McMillan Estate Planning has successfully built powerful estate plans for families. Trust and estate planning specialist Sherry McMillan says the key to success is tailoring the plan to meet the needs of each client family. What has happened in modern society, of course, is that we have a more complex life. And coming along with that, obviously, tax laws and legislations are complex, and our family dynamics are complex. Adding to that, we also have assets in all kinds of jurisdictions. So you add all of these factors together, and you try and sit down and think about how would I design my estate for my lifetime, and how would I transfer it well, and it becomes very complex. And so what we advise families to consider is the fact that although it has become complex, please know that there are solutions out there. So some of the areas of complexity that have arisen in modern society, of course, is that we own assets all over the world today. Many of our families own assets, not just in the province that they live in Canada, but they sometimes have cottages throughout Canada, if not into the United States, for example. It's also become common that families have assets internationally today as well. Businesses are growing and expanding and via internet, for example, people can own interests in businesses abroad very easily. And so what happens is how do you put together an estate plan? Typically, an estate plan in law would be put together where the assets are. So if you own assets, for example, in California, you would think you'd need an estate plan in California. But you can, thankfully, coordinate and put an estate plan together in your primary jurisdiction that you live in. But you have to bear in mind the rules in all of these other jurisdictions that it might apply to you. Now, not only is it complex because our assets are in various jurisdictions, our children are in various jurisdictions today. Many of our children, if being successful, have lived abroad, taken out dual citizenships, taken out green cards. I mean, there's all kinds of things that are going on with our children today. And that complexity adds another layer or a tier of sophistication in our estate. So, you know, if my child lives in the United States, it's not as straightforward as you would think to transfer your wealth to them because you're now contending with the IRS's thoughts on what they think you're child is entitled to. So you're looking at such a multifaceted area of complexities that it is very difficult for people to wrap their mind around how do you bring it all together. So you have the complex issue of the varying assets, the geography, and then of course the family dynamics as the family structures have changed so dramatically. How true, Herb. I mean, the divorce rates across Canada, I think, are as high as, unfortunately, 55% today in modern society. So that means more than half of us have experienced a divorce in our family unit. And obviously, when we have experienced a divorce in a family unit, one of the primary thoughts in an estate is that we want our estate to remain with the traditional family, the family that it originated with, who created it in the first place. And so one of the complexities in law is that a lot of the legal legislations, province by province and country by country, recognizes new spouses, common law relationships. So there's all these complexities about how 
do I keep this wealth I've created within the chosen family members, my bloodline? Now, thankfully, there are techniques in order to do that, but without putting them in place, your estate could be lost, unfortunately, to a situation that you weren't hoping for. And we call it your estate going out the door to the exes. And, you know, obviously nobody wants that to occur. So you have to be aware that these changes are occurring. The other thing is we have in modern society what we call blended families. And so, you know, we have lots of families that have been married over the years and then lost a spouse to a death or a divorce and then entered a second marriage or a third marriage that also has another group of children. And so now all of a sudden you have the complexity of two families coming together and how would you divide an estate in that case? So again, it is not as straightforward as it once was in the backcountry out here in Canada in the West where we had $5 and a cowboy hat and we could just draft up a will and transfer our wealth. It's much more sophisticated. And the points you're making seem to underscore that in many situations a will is not enough. It doesn't go far enough when you have these types of complexities in your life. So if you're trying to address your second spouse and make sure they're cared for if you pass or make sure that the wealth does come back to your original children, your bloodline children, and not to your second spouse's children, then a will will not provide you those kinds of protections. And so most of us have outgrown a will. And there's a couple of areas, in my view, that I always share with families is if your estate is comprised of more than a million dollars of wealth, then I think you've outgrown a will without realizing it. You've just simply outgrown it and you need a more sophisticated outline to give you the protection that you're going to need. A better design. That's right. And I think the great part about looking at it in a proactive light is there's a peace of mind that's created that you have things in order and you've taken care of the most precious thing, which is not your asset base. It's your loved ones. You've taken care of your loved ones by putting this design in place. And most of our families at Complete Estate Planning say that. I didn't realize this is truly just a gift to my family, but it is because what you've done is you've made it so that ultimately the responsibility where it should be, which is with you who created it, should govern and steward how it's transposed. And it should be done in an effective and efficient and easy manner so you don't create conflict in your family. And by doing it in proactive stances, you can accomplish that. So truly the gift is a kindness to your family because you keep them harmonious. And keeping family harmony intact, minimizing tax, and protecting wealth will be three key topics at the next McMillan Estate Planning Life and Legacy Seminar Thursday evening, February 23rd. You can register online at macmillanestate.com. Sherry McMillan concludes today's program with some insights on the principle of stewardship. You may live longer during retirement than you actually did in your working career. And so stewarding the estate first needs to be stewarded on your behalf because you're the key to the estate being preserved and you need it for your lifestyle. And so really your life plan has to be the focus of a good estate plan. And again, a compelling reason not to wait. That's right, Herb, because typically most people will think about estate planning at the moment of death. But if you have all of these decades in advance of that happening, you have to make sure the estate is established to provide that lifestyle for you and your protection of yourself and your spouse. So, you know, for example, what if you prematurely pass and leave your spouse behind and they marry again 
and then go through a divorce? Are they as retired, numerically speaking, as you thought they were? I don't know if you don't have a proper plan in place. And so you can see that it's not about the next generation in your life plan, but rather it's about you optimizing the wealth that you've created and protecting it. They're supposed to govern it appropriately generation after generation. I think one of the common statements that families have shared with me through the years is, I really strive to create the wealth that I have, but I didn't realize that there was one more job to do, and that one more job is that stewardship. And there's a massive weighty responsibility that comes along with it. Generational wealth can be lost. You're right, Herb. In fact, very, very sadly, um, when they have looked at this, specifically the studies are orientated out of the United States because they have longer history. But typically, most families will lose the wealth that they did create and work hard for by the third generation. It will be lost and spent. And I think that's simply because no planning was designed. And when you look at where it's lost, it's often lost, as bizarre as this is, to non-bloodline, non-family members, people that divorce our family members, um, divisions of businesses because there was no strategy about how they'd be transferred. So very sadly, people's life's work is lost because forethought has not been putting into that last step, creating the wealth and then stewarding the wealth at the end of the day. And that's where you need the exceptional planning, a stewardship plan. And there is responsibility that comes with that, but there is also a wonderful opportunity to create a legacy when you're stewarding. And so most of our families actually get excited once they delve into this topic, because what happens is they have the privilege to leave a message behind. So it can actually be a stewardship of your wisdom coming through with the children. Now you're using tools such as law and tax and mechanisms, but what you're truly doing is you're taking your beliefs, your values, your wisdom, and you're transposing that through in the stewardship of your wealth. Our thanks to Sherry McMillan for her contribution on the program today. A reminder of the upcoming McMillan Estate Planning Life and Legacy Seminar, Thursday evening, February 23rd. Register online at macmillanestate.com. This is The Strong Room.